All right, yo. Well, you ready? Ready to go. go. All right, yo, what's up? It's your boy, D Starks. Starks Artist. You're now tuned in to the Just Different Podcast, where we talk everything, faith, life, and culture. We are here. Man, long awaited. Long awaited. It's been promoted. We've been talking about it. Episodes. 100 episodes, man. Let's clap it up, man. Clap it up. 100 episodes. (laughs) Y'all celebrate ourselves. For this week, this episode, yeah. honestly, it's really crazy when I like think about it. Real talk, yeah. Because we said it like episodes. last episode. I've like said that intro like ninety nine times. Mm. Now we are like now it's a hundred, right? Yeah. Here, we, here we are. Because I was thinking about the fact that honestly, when you think about it, outside like I guess the small breaks we have taken, it has been a hundred straight. It's been straight weeks. Literally, minus this this month, this month just recently. Yeah, and I was just telling someone. That um, what was Amadeus? And I think I did yeah. mention this on a podcast, but he's graduating right now, or at least this weekend, actually. And he was just kind of like, you know, super focused on like the next thing, like his career, what he's pursuing, and kind of like, I guess, belittling the fact that like he was able to like graduate, mm-hmm. um, and take care of his business and get a degree. And I was telling him like, yo, what you're doing is like that's not normal. Yeah, you know, like to be able to like go like four years. I know we make the joke that we couldn't do it. <laughs> we didn't. <laughs> We didn't do it. But um, to go four years, to be able to, like, you know, finish, like, your degree yeah. with honors, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. To do it well, to finish well, um, that's not something, like, to take lightly. Because sometimes we can just, like, just overlook that. I know we do that a lot, even oh, yeah, with, like, for sure. our success, too. And I'm just thinking, like, yo, it's hard for someone to do something for, like, a month straight, let alone mm-hmm. two years. Long time, bro. Like, two years of, like, consistency, yeah. of hard work, precision, like, dedication, and not just putting anything out, like just like quality, quality, bro. quality. Yes, bro. like for a hundred episodes. I remember, like we would always say, like we hit fifty, we're like, yeah, we're fifty and zero. Yeah, like, we, we had a record. <laughs> we have a record, bro. Like, yeah, we fifty and zero, but we. Had I still it. don't think we've missed yet. Like, it's still a hundred and zero. Like, proud of everything. So, yeah, yeah, I'm excited for us. So up front, just so you all know, we're actually going to be taking a break next week. So we'll be getting back to the episodes June. I don't know when the first episode will be. I don't know what that first Wednesday is, if you can look it up. It'll be the 7th. All right, so June 7th will be the first episode. We'll be back after we're taking like a small sabbatical to get into like the rest of like the year that yeah. I'm super excited about. Do you have anything to say? Anything on your mind? Your oh, heart? man. I put me on the spot, bro. I don't know. I don't know. I'm just I'm just happy to be here. I'm happy to be here, as always, man. It's just, it's the 100th episode, but it's also, I don't know. I don't know how to explain it. But I think I was just telling somebody this. And it's the fact that I don't think people realize that they have like literally, I guess, like seen us kind of like grow and evolve. Like even not just as people, as individuals over like the course of the past like two years. And coming into this year, even with like the show, I feel like we were really trying to find like our voice. You know what I mean? Like we were like consistently evolving. And it was like almost trial and error, really. A lot. Like, all right, like this is what we think we want to do what we're going direction we're going in okay we figure out like no nah, that's not really it mm. let's go into like this position and whatnot so like to thank honestly a big thank you to everyone who's like supported who's yeah. tuned in um because that's a big investment for I sure i was pondering on that so you gotta think about we've been two episodes a week this entire year and for like tens of thousands of people to like sit and take an hour of their day yeah. to like really tap in like that's not something to take lightly we don't take it lightly so, like, we say it a lot, but genuinely, like, we love y'all. This doesn't happen Always. without, like, our people, our yeah. tribe, our community. Um, so it definitely means the world. 
Um, so yeah. Yeah, no, when you put that in perspective, it is kind of crazy. I think I'm like you, I haven't taken the time to actually kind of sit with it. Mm-hmm. Sometimes, you know, when your milestones come, you kind of just like, oh, like patting the back and then keep it moving. Um, so I haven't had the time to actually sit with it. But dang, thinking about it, I was like 16, 17 when we started the podcast. That's crazy. I'm 19 now, about to be 20. About to be in 20. Like a week. Right. So it's been a it's been a long time, bro. Like y'all really watched me grow. Like, yeah, really yeah. And I'm and grow. I was just thinking about um the fact that we said it last episode, but I feel like it's honestly finally like clicked. Yeah. Like I feel like we've really finally after like, you know, a really long period of time and like I said, going into this year, have like found our voice, the direction we're going in, what we want to do, yeah, what it looks like for us. Um like I don't feel like a rookie anymore. Yeah, <laughs> I don't feel like a rookie. You know, when you know, like you get a new job or something, you kind of feel like the rookie on the job, and it takes you like a year or two to kind of feel like, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, I know what I'm doing now. And that's how I feel. Like I feel like, yeah, I'm, and I feel like it's just like all finally coming together, yeah. even at this hundredth episode. To be honest, and I just like you know, I believe like steps are ordered, and it's all like certain destiny because it's just crazy the conversation we've been having like with our parents who are here with us, which I'm introducing in a second, but. Even with them, um, when we're talking about, like, our future, like, it's finally coming together at, like, 100. Like, mm. you know what I mean? Like, what are, like, mm, kind of, like, 100. the odds of, like, all of that happening? And yeah. then, like, you transitioning, like, me kind of going into, like, my next chapter. So it's just, like, all very significant. Yeah. And the fact that, yo, like, this has not been easy either. Like, not at all. you know what I mean? Moments where, like, I feel like the past two months have been, like, a real test. I'm like, all right, like. Do you really love it? Yeah. You know, at least for both of us, like a conversation. It's been some times, like, man, I'm going to have to hang this up. <laughs> it's been some times. I'm going to be real with y'all. I love y'all. Thank y'all for tuning in, but it's been some times. It time. might be time to hang the jersey up. And so I think it's just been, like, a testament to, like, you know, this is actually where we, you know, we know we need to be and what we need to be doing. Facts, for real. Facts. So, yes, man. Another clap up, bud. A hundred, man. It. Thank y'all to, like, literally a hundred more, five hundred more. I wonder how many people have been tuned in since, like, first episode. Probably a lot. I feel like we got I need y'all OGs. put in the comments. Put in the comments. Yeah, I need probably to see a lot how many OGs. OGs we got. But no, yeah. So look, heavily requested. I was telling my mom that when I was asking what y'all wanted for the hundredth episode, we wanted to do something different, big. You know what I mean? And I told her that everyone was commenting, "Yo, we need to have yeah. our parents on, bring them on the podcast, have a conversation." And she was like. Oh yeah, whatever. And I was like, no, was, seriously. Yeah. Like there was mad people that were asking for that. And so, yeah. Having mama right. and daddy on. Sound effects. Sound effects. No, so yeah, welcoming our mom, our dad, the people who, you know, obviously we're not here without. Um right, how right. support. <laughs> I supported us through this entire process. I'm excited to have them on. Yeah. Um, this is the first time. Yeah. First time. Yeah. Yeah. The hundreds. Yeah. yeah. We, we feel honored. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Thank so, you, you know, this Thank is uh, April and Gary Starks, you know, leaders of this house, this actual house that we this have to me. in. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm excited. Y'all sent in some really good questions yeah. um, that we're going to get into um, and just like talk about, you know, just chat it up. A little like family. You no, know, just, you know, just chatting. Yeah. yeah. Just talking. We had a little intervention yesterday with them that I think we mentioned the last. <laughs> intervention is crazy word. word <laughs> I, I wouldn't use that word, but. It was no. a family meeting. Yeah. yeah I mean, it was, it was a family a meeting. meeting. But it was it was good though, and I think that oh, played, for sure. yeah, it played yeah, a big yeah, part. Yeah. It's like even what I was mentioning about everything coming together, yeah, and like it kind of like clicking, yeah, even like with our minds and like getting more focused with everything. Um, so yeah, and actually, what did you say? You said something really good because you were talking about how something along the lines of like as a parent, like your job is to 
like help us like I don't know, like navigate life before life has to something like yeah. that. What, what did you remember? What, what you I exactly said, said? I said that our jobs, or I feel like my job as a parent and as a mentor, is to put you all in touch with reality before reality puts you all in touch with it. Mm-hmm. Because typically, what happens when you're at a certain age, you're not thinking ten years out Fair. because it's kind of difficult because you're right there in the moment. At 18, you feel like you're invincible, but 18 to 21 goes real quick. Then 21 to 25 goes real quick, Mm -hmm. and you start to look back at everything that you could have been doing within a certain time period, and those years are gone, and you just kind of relax and kind of coast it. So what happens is 30 goes to 40 real quick, 40 goes to 50 real quick, and if you don't have the right people in your life that are mentoring you to put you in touch with reality – Reality will sneak up on you knocking at your door, and before you know it, you've lost so much time, and then all of a sudden, the creativity and the things that you desire to do, you can no longer do them yeah. because you've lost that season of time. Mm-hmm. No, that's actually really good. So, yeah, that's yeah. what I was trying to like even remember that you said that I thought was like good because we just talked about just having like mentorship and like wise counsel, the importance yeah. of that. So I think that plays a big part. And so yeah, and the, he, he butchered your quote. So I'm glad you, you got you to gotta clear that. Cause you didn't remember what you said. What you said sounded a lot better than what I you did. said the other day. I had to even edit it out. I was like, this sounds terrible. I don't know what you said. Um, but no, yeah. So one of the first questions I actually, this is one I wanted to ask you. I don't think I ever have. Yeah. So like what's some advice that you would give your younger self? So like, you know, at 20 years old, young adult, college age going into like you know just life career and whatnot what would you say for you for me I would say um this may sound a little rude to some people but I would probably be a little more selfish Mm. um I think because of my natural born temperament uh you know I love talking about people's temperament personalities but um because I was unaware of kind of that part of me I was always concerned about other people yeah Let me make sure they're good. Mm -hmm. Let me make sure this and this and that. You know, even down to the point, like, for example, when I got my first house, I didn't think about me. I was trying to get the first house to make sure, like, for my family. Yeah. Um, That's not a bad thing. So I don't mean to be rude. But I feel like I would have done better if I was a little more selfish to make sure I was getting what I wanted and desired and then reach back. Yeah. I did the opposite. Mm -hmm. I was trying to help everybody else and to the point where I got burnt and then late thirties to forties, like, hold up, I got to think about me. And to daddy's point, which is wisdom. If I would have had something to catch me before I would use kind of those years, Mm -hmm. I just feel like I would have been able to help more if I put me first. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Cause I did it backwards. I think. Yeah. That makes that makes a lot of mm-hmm. sense. And I think that like people kind of I've been having a lot of like conversations about that. Sometimes people just I don't know, they don't even realize that they're not like living for themselves. Like most of their decisions are kind of like mm-hmm. dictated upon like what they what everyone's always told them is like the right way or like mm-hmm. what they should do. And they never have like taken a, the time to step back and be like, all right, what do I actually want? out of like my life and where I see it going, you yeah. know, instead of just like kind of like taking this path that they feel like they decided, but it was almost like chosen for them. Mm-hmm. And so I think that even played like a big part in me, like I guess leaving school, like that first time is like, mm-hmm. that was just a lot of the thoughts that were going through my mind, which we've talked about, but yeah. it was just like, all right, like not that it was even like the wrong decision or I was in, 
the wrong place per se. Um, but okay, like, was this actually like what I wanted? And just like not getting in the habit at that moment in time, even being young of like, you know, just letting like life kind of like just dictate it for me yeah. and things like that. But I think that played into uh, us supporting you all as yeah. parents is because we knew from our background, mm-hmm. we didn't want you all to be in this model of this is how it's supposed to be. This mm-hmm. is what we said. This is yeah. what we envision right. for you. Mm-hmm. No. What do you envision? As long as you have a plan, as long as you, you know, at least have a vision, mm-hmm. we're going to support you 200%. Right. Um, because we didn't want those restraints. Yeah. So actually, what did y'all think about us like starting the podcast? Yeah. Well, I mean, we were we were doing it, not the podcast per se, but I guess but like just, just different, different yeah. like the YouTube years before, which some people don't even know, actually. Yeah, but I guess years. starting the podcast up again what were y'all thoughts? Um, I don't even know if we really told them. I can't remember really having a I don't conversation. Know, like, I, yeah, I don't know. Like, I don't yo, know. this is what's about to happen. <laughs> we just like painting your room in the basement and like doing all this remodeling. <laughs> and, like, there's never a conversation on thing. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. What were know. y'all's thoughts? Like, what were y'all thinking? What was going through your mind? When you all initially started. the started. podcast. Yeah. Kind of like, started growing. Y'all saw that. You know what I mean? And whatnot. I think initially for me, the, um, the biggest concern was where it was going to take you all. Yeah. Um, Because I'm always more focused on making sure that you have the finances Mm -hmm. flowing in. Um, And I also wanted to make sure that even anything that you all pursued, that you were still marketable. So if you ever talk about relocating and doing things in, in in a different capacity, when you go somewhere, what do you have to offer that's going to make you marketable? So I think for me, in the back of my mind, that was always my yeah. biggest concern mm-hmm. for you all when first starting it uh, was the you know financial aspect and you know the stability uh, of that, um, and then walking away from uh, the collegiate platform. Now I do understand from a uh, educational perspective that um, education doesn't necessarily guarantee that it's going to open up the door that you want to have opened Mm -hmm. up. But I do understand that you got to have some type of marketable skill. I'm a big um, advocate of trades, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, whether it's electrical or, um, you know, uh, painting, drywall, welding, uh, things of that nature, so that whenever I do want to go somewhere, I can always knock on somebody's door Mm -hmm. and say, hey, this is what I have to offer. And it's, in return, going to make sure that I have uh, some income in my pocket. It doesn't need to be my dream. Yeah, it, it's just an avenue to support what I want to do. Mm-hmm. So I think for me, that was my my biggest concern on the surface was okay. If you all step out and do this, then what does that look like two, three, five years from now? Yeah. So that was my you know thought process. Nevertheless, what I wanted to do was undergird you all and not keep you all in a box. In the traditional aspect, I mean, we both went to you know to college, and, and you know, we both financially do well. I mean, we're not struggling, um, but we do understand that the times have changed um, in terms of that, and it doesn't necessarily guarantee anything. But you still want to have something, so that was my major concern initially. Yeah, yeah, I think that's like people's biggest question. I guess like when I see them, it's like, all right, like 
what did your parents think? <laughs> like, we, we decided that we yeah. didn't, like, you know, want to go to school. And we're just, like, putting that aside for, like, the time being. And, yeah. like, I guess really, like, pursuing the podcast, which was, like, definitely our plan. Like, what was, like, your temperament, the conversation that we were having? And I always tell them it's not, I guess, like, what most people would expect. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? To your yeah. point, though, like, y'all have always been very, like, open and supportive and, like, us, like, going for, like, our dreams and not keeping us, like, within, like, this box but also at the same time to your point giving us that sense of reality as well mm-hmm. yeah so it wasn't just all like you know yes yeah, like stay in the clouds you know what i mean with this dream but also all right what is the plan what's the execution um how's this going to be like tangible success for, for you providing for yourself your family your future and so yeah that's yeah i think the way you guys handle just us starting the podcast and just honestly any decision we've ever made our entire lives has yeah, created like 50 <laughs> he has an old soul. Listen, don't be talking about my like Jordan. Twenty years old. Twenty, that's 20 years is a lot of years. Twenty years is a lot of years. That's but right. no, basically. <laughs> no, go ahead. Hold on, I lost my track at the. What was I saying? Hold on. Um, yeah, no. So basically, I was saying um, that's something I try to model just in my own life. How you guys like always gave both perspectives. So you always try to push for like your dream, do what you do, but like also like be realistic. And you didn't necessarily push it either. You were always had in the back of your mind, like, you're going to do what you want to do. But I'm going to make sure you have all the things, like, on your plate and you know what you're getting yourself into. You have all your options, et cetera, et cetera. And that's something I've always, like, loved about y'all. It creates, like, a space where I can come and, like, talk to you about anything, you know. And that's something I've always I've always appreciated. Yeah. And we wanted to give, too, like, what we, what we had to yeah. offer. So that's why when you all did, you all did sit down and mention some things. So that was good. Um, but I think from daddy's background, his experience, my experience, we were like, hey, that it's legit that you all set it right. up properly, have yeah. all the no, legal documents and set up that it wasn't this, like yeah. you all are legit business. Like it's not fly right. by night. And we wanted you all to know that early at your age mm. that when you do something, you're going to structure it like it's supposed to be structured right. and that it's legit so that you're in position um, and for me, I always, I know that you all have a voice for your generation. So, yeah, I feel like it, it was like, I don't know. I remember whenever I would just like tell you all, and I tell this all the time, but like, oh yeah, like we're doing this, like, or this is happening. Like even like different accolades, like we've hit this or whatnot. And it would be like, okay. Like, but it, but it, it was, but it was never, it was never like, but it was never dismissive though in a negative way. It was always to me just so confirming from like what y'all both kind of like already knew, if that makes sense. Yeah. It was yes. kind of like, not that yes. like, it's kind of like, oh, we've expected this. And I, you know yeah. what I mean? I've always felt that every single time. I remember because we would have conversations about when we were like living here and um, you know, I guess our heads were getting big because like, you know, people are listening to us and we still got to do the dishes. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah, um, yeah. So to keep keep you right. keep you humble. No, of course, like. of course. Um, so yeah, I would definitely, I would just say that too. Like even like with the success of the pod, like even now, um, and like what was happening, because like obviously that was like monumental moments for us, like as yeah. we were growing. But to you all, like it was always just like expected, and like you said, yeah. y'all were a big integral part of even us, like um, helping us like get language for like what we didn't even understand, like getting into us, like you said, even like getting the LLC, getting things incorporated. Mm-hmm. That was big on like daddy's part and helping us with that. And then like, even like 
contracts and stuff. Like yes. I'm literally just sending him a contract that we have to like we're getting through mm-hmm. today. You know what I mean? Like Absolutely. things like that. So y'all have definitely like just been like a huge hand mm-hmm. in all of this. Like yeah. honestly, for sure. So, yeah, for sure. I appreciate you. What well, family does? Yeah, yeah. Right. I love you all. Darkness five. And then there was one question I did want to ask that someone sent in or at least commented that I thought was good. And it said, at what point did you realize that, all right, what point did you realize or know that your son had a true and intimate relationship with God? Or what was the fruit you saw in your son's life that led you to believe they were living for the kingdom? Well, I think for Darren, maybe as early as nine or 10, you've always been, you've always had a gravitation toward the word very studious. Mm-hmm. I remember <laughs> notebooks. You have notebooks. When Darren was sermons. When Darren man, was, man, he, used, he used to write sermons, right? I mean, he used yeah. to wear those little three piece suits. <laughs> Yo, I need a picture of that. I remember, Yo, I remember, I remember that. that. Yeah, I need a picture of that time. Three piece suit. Yeah, I, mean, I, need, I need a picture of that time that I preached. Do you, when, what eight? How old was that. I? Like it you said, you were about nine. Nine? nine? I yeah. Was so so crazy. I, I was so young, but I vividly remember that. Yeah. Like, you being And up like, there. you literally preached. It was like, like yo, for real. Was, I remember it. I know it was. Good. I remember, I remember being shocked. Like, oh, snap. Like, yeah. Was, so, yeah. yeah, I had, I preached my very first sermon at nine years old. We were at Praise Covenant Church mm-hmm. yes. here in Louisville, yeah. Kentucky. He's barely over the podium. <laughs> yeah. And I had this fat, I don't know if it was big, but I just remember, I knew I had this like nice little suit on. Yeah. But I do remember that vividly, like growing up. Um, yeah, like you said, it was just like natural to me. You know what I mean? So even like different words, like confirming that mm-hmm. um, of like what the future future looks like in terms of like mi- like ministry, seminary, and whatever it is. Like I just remember like I don't know, like it was definitely not to like over spiritualize it, but like almost like supernatural in a way, like different wisdom and knowledge I had of mm-hmm. stuff. You know what I mean? So yeah. even like yeah. be writing sermons like Absolutely. that, yeah, it was crazy. It was definitely like a, a lot of things thing. that you would write were very. It was revelatory. For your age, like you, you knew it was God, yeah, because you didn't know that, mm-hmm. like yeah. in yourself. Like, bro, you, at nine. you ate eating applesauce at the, you know what I'm saying? Like, wait, what? <laughs> like that's how you know it was like that's not something oh. a regular eight eight year olds, yeah, right? Like, no, yeah. you know what I'm saying? I got you, yeah. I got you. <laughs> <laughs> absolutely. But no, what were you what were you were saying? You were saying it started then at nine, yeah, yeah. and and it um and then it just progressed from there, and I I remember. Uh, when we were at one ministry and then we had relocated to another ministry and I remember you were really highly committed and the people your age and even the youth that were older than you were, I don't want to use the term carnal, but they didn't even bring their Bibles to church at that time and yeah. things like that. And I believe that that even being in that environment, which it speaks to environment because we become products of our environment. Don't let anybody tell you any different that even there I began to see your fire kind of quench. I mean, you came in on fire, mm-hmm. but then everybody else around you right. was really subpar and mediocre. Mm-hmm. I mean, they were kind of going, but they really yeah. didn't have a level of commitment uh, to the word. Yeah. No, and that's crazy because I'm like vividly remembering like the first Sunday school or at mm-hmm. least mm-hmm. group I was a part of. And – that definitely, definitely shifted a few things for me. Yeah. I remember yeah. being in there and like I was the only one all that one was like, like you the only one. Only one speaking, answering mm-hmm. questions that yeah. like even knew like kind of like the basics of different things. Um, which was like, like you said, it's just 
product of your environment. Mm-hmm. That plays yeah. a big that plays a big part when you don't yeah. have anyone to like. It's like you didn't have it to you. sharpen you. Right. Like you, you didn't have that sharpening. Right. Yeah. So you just kind of like you know naturally, not even necessarily like always like by choice. Yeah. Just like you know maybe get stagnant in some ways. So. And then for Jordan, I would say, um, add to daddy, like for him, like we've seen it as well for him, even at a young age, his sense of, it's like, it's different. Like you all are different. Yes. Mm-hmm. His sen- He has a sensitivity mm-hmm. to like the spirit and God that is like King, mm-hmm. you know, like he can be in a space and like, no feel right. sense the spirit. Yeah. So it's like you, you all have different giftings, mm-hmm. which yeah. is great. Um, and you know complements each other well but even around probably eight or nine same thing Mm -hmm. we will be in services and you could we like like the presence because if you see him shift Mm -hmm. guys moving Mm -hmm. yeah you know and he didn't even recognize like one time he was like shaking Mm because he was like he didn't like really know what it was and we talked to him was like it's okay it's because Mm -hmm. you feel the presence of god it's Mm -hmm. all right like don't and then after that i think he started embracing it more but that first time he was going (laughs) what is this what's going on it's like man he's he's keen that boy knows yeah i I do remember one experience vividly when we're at praise covenant i remember just like feeling god's presence and that was like the fir- the earliest time I could remember like feeling it. Mm-hmm. And I remember just like crying. And I remember like, I don't know, like, like I started try- like kind of almost speaking in tongues and stuff like that. And yeah, that's the only time I remember. But I do remember that vividly. I don't know how old I was when we were at Praise Covenant. But yeah. I do remember a moment like that. I, don't, I remember being in a car and still crying like yeah. even after mm-hmm. service was yeah. over. Yeah. I remember that. Too. Yeah, it lingered on even yeah. after church. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. yeah. And then... um that de- that definitely is you. I can yeah. definitely see that. I yeah. think it's like one of the things like you can walk into a room and like know if like he's there or not. Yeah. You know what I mean? For sure. there. Um, and then also the next question was, what do you feel is like the most important lesson that you taught us? So I thought it was good too. Yeah. And I'll say that some good one thing that I think, and I tell people all the time, like I definitely feel as if I want to like raise like my family and my kids in the way that you all did because I feel like it was like just like the perfect like balance of just like everything of like of course understanding like a spiritual life but not getting like too weird and understanding that you live like on the yeah. earth mm-hmm. um, and all these different aspects but to your point like of having parents that like are submitted to God um, and are like leading their kids in that direction is like it's very vital yeah. and you know, even in moments like that, like, yo, when he's feeling like the presence of God, like people having language, like give to him, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Cause yeah. who knows, like some people, like millions of people have like different encounters and whatnot, but didn't have anybody to like give mm-hmm. them even understanding for like what that was in the framework. So I think one of the biggest lessons that you all taught me, um, is the fact that mama it was you, you were always telling us that like, yo, you have to have like your own personal relationship with mm-hmm. God. Like, that's what you always say. You would, like, say that, you know, we can do, like, as much as we can in terms of, like, y'all were very adamant about us, like, getting to our word, you know, knowing different verses. just like mm-hmm. Remember Scripture them. Saturday? Yeah. 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 They, used, they have to memorize a Scripture every yeah. Saturday before they did anything. <laughs> yeah. Like, you better come back and tell yeah. me what it is. Mm-hmm. And then you all would get to do whatever you want to yeah. do. Yeah. So we were definitely, like, always rooted in that. But I just vividly remember you always telling me that. And, of course, like, being young, like, I understood, but didn't really like you yeah. know comprehend that to its full extent. And I remember um, when after my sophomore year, going into the summer when we were going to All Nations yeah. and going into like that conference, the Limitless Conference. 
I just remember like that, like just kind of like replaying in my head, like two weeks before the conference. And that was a big part, and I feel like just even the moment that I had and like that encounter. But I would say that's one of the biggest lessons that I got. I totally forgot about the scripture Saturday when we would do that. There's so many (laughs) things that you guys have like told me and things that we did that at the time I I used to like despise. Like I didn't, I didn't want to do it. I didn't like doing it. I felt like I was being forced. I didn't understand it. But like in hindsight, I'm so appreciative for those, like those things that you taught me, those things that you rooted us in, because now that I'm here, it's like, I'm looking back on it. Like, yeah, like, that stuff I'm doing with my kids. Right. You know what I mean? So, like, I really am appreciative. I just remember, I remember being so, like, dang, bro, I got to read my word. I just woke up. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I just woke up Saturday and tried to chill. I got to read this. Like, it was just one verse. It was, like, and it was just right. one verse. It wasn't one even verse. that deep. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Crazy. Yeah. But we wanted to provide balance. Those are things that we talked yeah. about. And mm-hmm. Daddy will probably, you know, add his. But we wanted balance. We didn't want you all to be super spiritual. Mm-hmm. Um, wanted you to have a relationship with God. Right. Yeah. In the church, and most definitely outside of the church, mm-hmm. to not live and you know parade just for Sunday, right? Mm-hmm. Not you know we were very adamant about that. Yeah. Um, and I remember one time Darren had a a basketball tournament on a Sunday, mm. and he he didn't want to miss. Right. That was a big. And we made him. We made him miss. So that speaks yeah. to once again Daddy's point of how you always been like just had this drive and. Just going for God. And we knew then, we was like, we got to show him that it's okay. Right. That doesn't mean you're not saved. That doesn't mean you don't have a relationship with him. Mm-hmm. Go to the tournament. Take God with you. Right. Because in that arena is somebody that needs to see him. And so you was kind of mad. You didn't want, I mean, you loved basketball, but you didn't want to miss church mm-hmm. for that tournament. And we we did that, and that was I think that was an integral stage to help you see that it was bigger yeah. than coming to the building. Right. Huge, huge. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember that. I remember that. I remember that Sunday too. Um, and even like driving like to the to the <laughs> tournament that we had, um, because that what that was a big thing for me. But you it, probably again, have a bad game. <laughs> <laughs> it was. I won't be here. missing all type of shots, <laughs> but. <laughs> Yeah, and I and I want to even talk on that more because I think that's a big part of like even what we like have built like just different on like even the whole concept of like faith life and culture like our big thing mm-hmm. is like yep. what we've heard and been taught is the fact like ministry like happens on Monday right mm-hmm. that's like we have like this world right here like representing right, yeah. all the different industries and whatnot like your gift is going to be used mm-hmm. you know what I mean outside of a church to impact like mm-hmm. the culture and the world but I learned that and that was the first lesson. It was literally that moment. Like, I, I vividly remember because I always was just, like, wouldn't be in church. Like, I didn't miss Sundays. Um, and then, like, you all kind of, like, explained it to me. Like, you know, it started kind of, like, opening up, like, yeah. for the first time. Mm-hmm. That was a big lesson, too, that y'all taught me, I would say. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I guess. I think one lesson I feel like you guys have taught me since. Wait, was that the question? Well, I mean, it was for them, but I'm answering. Yeah, no, no. I, there's something that came to my mind. I feel like really the biggest thing for me has been less about stuff that you guys have told me and more about how you've like conducted yourselves. Like even, I think that's really been the biggest lesson. I've never seen y'all fight. And we haven't had, I mean, not that we're the perfect couple. I mean, I can probably, and we've been married 23 years. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And this is, I'm not boasting of this. I'm just telling you the truth. I've probably, she and I have probably, and this is the truth. We've probably maybe in 23 years had maybe 
five arguments. Mm-hmm. We, that's just something that we've never yeah. re- really done. And I said maybe five because I really just can't Probably remember. Less than that, but re- remember that gracious. many. And that's not that we haven't had disagreements, mm-hmm. and that we haven't been frustrated, and you know maybe even angry at times with each other. And mostly because of a difference of opinion and perspective oh, on whatever uh, uh, something was. Yeah. Yeah. So we've just never. <laughs> Probably our biggest one. This will be a good one. This oh, is our I'm biggest one. You, I'm this is our biggest oh, one. This is our biggest one. That's why I said it's probably less than f- yeah. less than five. But, I can tell you the big, but yeah, this is the biggest one. Yeah. So we was living on Captain Frank. Yeah. And so I let the phone bill. I let the um, the cell phone bill get up high. Okay. She okay. she let and it get up. I high. let her get up high, and he was irritated. I'm telling you, he was why. mad. Yeah, because the bill was seven hundred dollars, and she was <laughs> making calls for the church, and the church wasn't paying her back. Oh, so she and I had a heated yeah. argument, he and mad. she ran out of house. I snatched the phone, I chased her, and I made her walk back to to uh, the church because <laughs> <laughs> she was on her break. <laughs> That's crazy. Yeah. That's crazy. I, I made a walk back. Oh man. No, that's no, crazy. No, he was like, I'm going to get the boy. Yeah. So this is what he I did. I'm going I did. to pick I went up the and picked you all up. Yeah. Okay, wait, so wait, okay. So y'all had the argument in the house. Yeah. And then you oh, made yeah, her go yeah. back to she went she walked back to the church. Yeah, I was, no, I, I got was, a ride, but that's okay. He okay. was gonna make me. I was no, I was back. really angry. And she was scared, right? So she runs out of the house. No, and she says, No, this is what she did. She said, I'm gonna call my mom. I said, "No, you ain't." And I snatched the phone cord out of the, out of the, uh, <laughs> out of the wall so she couldn't call. Right, and then I got mad. I'm tired of this. So I went and got y'all right. Yeah, and then I went and took all the money out of the bank, out of the account. Right, like, and I was like, well, "I'm a great dude now." <laughs> I said, I said, listen, I said, I'm gonna show her. So I said, I'm getting my boys to my kids He's are coming with me, boy. right? Look, and I, I did. I went and got it wasn't that much money in there. <laughs> <laughs> I got a couple hundred. It wasn't that much money in there. <laughs> and I was over for about a week. Listen, I had about three hundred dollars. Look, I went and I remember going to the park and I said, <laughs> I said, what am I gonna do now? I called myself. Oh. I'm gonna show you. That was the biggest one. That was the biggest one. Because I thought, I was like, oh, what he, in my mind, I was thinking, what he's going to leave me over some stupid stuff. I took the car and I made a walk back to Mama, $700 is crazy, though. (laughs) (laughs) I would have been hot. How many months is that? I I was mad because it was was calls for the church and stuff. I said, until you do all that. Yeah, he was. Look, that was more than our rent at the time $700. Yeah. That's yeah. a lot, but no, it was a big deal. Yeah, it was back in the day when they didn't have unlimited. Yeah. Uh, so okay, makes sense. I was making oh, like man, calls to okay. like other churches right. and other, yeah. you know, and across was, the world. Yeah, yeah. We and fell it out did. Over we did fall out. He was he was heated. Yeah. Um, so I let it creep up, but never again. Mm-hmm. And then the next day we were fine. Mm-hmm. So that's the biggest one, honestly. Yeah. that we've ever had. Yeah, but no, I think I did feel bad. Did I ever <laughs> for that? Yeah, I mean the next day we were fine. Yeah. You did. No, you feeling it? No, I'm looking at these lights. Let's get convicted. Whatever. Oh, my goodness. Whatever. <laughs> 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 trying to make up there. We were fine the next day. Oh, that's awesome, what man. Forgive me. If I'm late. Talking about it, man. I'm like, did I ever apologize for that? Felt convicted. No, you did. The next day, we were fine. Yeah. No, but I think it, like you said, like going back to just what Jordan's saying about conduct. Because it was never, it was never, I've never in my experience had you all 
be like, you know, do as like I say, not as I do. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Facts. It was never anything where, okay, on Sunday we're putting on like this act, this character, this facade, and then like it's going to be chaos. You know what I mean? Monday through Saturday. Like we've always had like peace in our house. It's always been a house of order that was like under God. And it was evident too. Like I always remember small moments of like me coming downstairs and like I'm like hearing mama like crying. I'm like, oh my God, is she okay? <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? It was just like you I like in the secret place. You know what I mean? Going in, like in all like different moments like that, which like plays a big part of like even the example of like, all right, this is like the norm of yeah. like how we know life should be and how we're gonna walk it out. Mm-hmm. So I like that you mentioned that. Yeah, actions speak louder than words. Even like with little stuff like out outside of the house, like how you guys treat other people. I think that's even a big reason why i treat people so nicely and kindly and like even just seeing that you always like interact with people you're so charismatic and cracking jokes and like making people smile like i love doing that like i got all that from y'all like in the way you guys treat other people so it was even outside of the house just literally in everything you guys did it's like you when you're you soak all that up even when you're a kid at the time i didn't realize i was but looking back on it like that was stuff i noticed and that was stuff i like subconsciously was implementing into my own life so yeah i think that's really one of the one of the biggest lessons is the way you guys acted. Yeah, yeah. I appreciate back to, that. Yeah. Thank you all for sharing that. Yeah. But it goes all it all goes back to being products of like your environment. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't because I I think that plays a big part in like why I say like me and Jordan are like where we're at today. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And like I even have empathy for others, right? Because like if you're growing up, you only know what you've been told, right? Yeah. So what I, exposed I to. am I'm everyone I've ever met that I've judged or criticized. If, I'm in that position mm-hmm. growing up in a household that isn't governed like by God or people who may not be giving me that direction. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, so um, that plays. And a that part. speaks kudos to you all as well, because you all's relationship, um, you know, thankful for your tribe, people who support you all and follow you all. Um, but what, what you all see is what you get. Like you all are like that off camera. Yeah. So yeah. you all are not hypocriting. Yeah. yeah. Your lifestyle interactions. I can honestly, like, you all haven't had any fights. You know, siblings fight. I'm talking about, like, really throw don't. down. I'm sure y'all have arguments. I don't know. They had a few when they was younger. When we were young, we had yeah, that one. That when we were younger, we that was so. growing pains. That was just us figuring out. We were just young. I was, Man. I was, I was mean. I used, to, I used to tell me because they are always telling them, y'all don't fight as brothers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I remember y'all getting fighting. Y'all didn't tell me till later. <laughs> Man, y'all I used to be like, no, nah, y'all don't do that. Yeah, yeah. I, used to, I used to get in fights with you every day bro. <laughs> yeah, back, back when I'm we were sure. younger. Yeah, but it happens. Normal sibling stuff, yeah. right? Yeah, it was just, yeah, you grow up. But for the most part, I feel like it's been great that you all stick together yeah. and support each other as brothers because some people don't have that either. Mm-hmm. And they're siblings yeah. raised in the same household. Mm-hmm. So I feel like, to your point, Jordan, it's like you still kind of model what you, what you saw. Yeah. You know, that... Even in us, like we don't fight with our siblings. Mm-hmm. Right. Try to support our siblings. You know, right. daddy has three, I have one, but we try to support. Yeah. So what? So what is the biggest lesson y'all think y'all taught us, or at least you know y'all wanted to make sure that we knew? I I, I think for me it it has to be balance, and I say that because when you are part of movements that we've come up in, in that charismatic and that Pentecostal type of movement. Uh, the name it, claim it, declare it, declare it, decree it, um, and you just you know have this you know thought process uh, or this perception that everything is going to fall out of the sky just because you believe it. 
that's something that I never wanted you all to get into. And I know in our movements, we do a lot of that. We speak a lot of that. And people walk away disappointed when they don't recognize that there was so much that God has given us the power Mm -hmm. to do. Yeah. And oftentimes the teaching can come across as if God is going to do it. You know, it's going to happen. God is going to do it. Mm -hmm. When he's giving you the power to obtain wealth, that you are the God man here on earth, that you are that representative, that you are a kingdom citizen here and that you have authority. So that's something that I've always wanted you all to understand that, you know, there is, you know, there is work that has to go along with faith. It's not just you believing in it's going to happen. And so many people have had that perception over the years, two, three, five years ago past. And they said, well, I'm waiting on God. And oh no, God is waiting on you. There's, and even when it comes to careers and different things like that, we always think it has to be this perfect idea. And sometimes you just need to take a step and do something. Yeah. If it's as long as it's nothing ungodly and it is a path in terms of you, you want to talk about economics and career, do something and then things begin to unfold. But when you're sitting around just waiting for this grand idea for God just to drop on you, uh, it, it doesn't happen like that. When you look at at Jesus when he found the disciples, what were they all doing? They were all working. They were all busy. He didn't find anybody that was that was complacent, just sitting around waiting yeah. to be called and then get the ball out of the sky. <laughs> That's oh, tough. Here I am. There are Lordess. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, that, that King James language, you know? Yeah. So yeah. he's always touched people and blessed people and empowered people that were already productive doing something. Yeah. Mm. And that's when things begin to unfold. So that's something that I've always wanted you all to do to make sure that you all explored and not just sit around and wait on God to give you this grand path and this grand idea because it's really not like that. Right. I don't like when people promote that type of gospel because it's not true. Mm. No. I like when you get into the word. Oh, let me go get the. Let me get. Let me get the Bible. Uh, <laughs> get the mic closer to your mouth. Oh, yeah. No, that's no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel it's like I, I remember you saying something to me along the lines of like in the word it talks about God will bless the work of your hands. So mm-hmm. if you're not working on anything, there's nothing for him to bless. And I feel like that's even literally like growing up back to my previous point. That's something I've always seen in y'all. Like I've always been productive, like stepping out on different ideas, especially yeah. like here recently the past like few, few years. Like that's something you guys have been doing. Like I remember, I remember um you would take your truck and you would drive to different places and get pallets and you yeah. would take them to the place to sell them. Like you yeah. were always productive. I was always doing something. So that's even something I always saw. So yeah. yeah. And I think that the first time that I really started to understand it, and I don't, honestly don't think it clicked for me until like maybe sometime like last year or a year and a half ago. But it was when I was trying to make my decision to go to college. Mm-hmm. And um I was definitely like, um, I wish there was a better phrase, but I guess it, it describes it well, but like just over spiritualizing it. It was like, I was like right. waiting for like this grand yeah. sign of like, God, like just show me like mm-hmm. the college, like mm-hmm. the one, like, mm-hmm. all right, if it's this one, if it's that one. And, and y'all told me, and I did, and, and it really like changed my perspective then, but y'all told me that there was, there wasn't necessarily a wrong decision. Yeah. Right. Um, which made sense to me, but you were talking, you talked to me about, um, Adam and 
him in the garden. If you want to go ahead and explain that, yeah, better than me. Yeah, but because I think it's a good concept for us to live by because that is God's original plan for us. Mm-hmm. Is that it's like Eden and Jordan and I touched on this yeah. one time recently. He said, "All of this is yours, right. except for that." Mm-hmm. So we we should be able to make those choices because it's accessible to us. Mm-hmm. He's given it to us. The earth is the Lord's and yeah. the fullness thereof. It, it's it's for us to to dwell and to choose wherever our foot you know tread right. But we know what that thing is not that we're not supposed to touch. Right. Yeah. You will know that. Is. Right. That you is. will know no, that. That's good. Right. So opposed to us trying which one, Lord? Why not be more keen to be which not? Because mm-hmm. that's that's going to be the lesser. Mm-hmm. Of the bigger, because all the other ones is just open to you for your choice. Mm-hmm. You're choosing. Mm-hmm. Every tree in this garden is yours except that. Mm-hmm. And all of us know if you seek him enough, he'll tell you like that and right that, there is that's, that's not what you touch. Yeah. Right. And what's uh what did you mention um about the menu? No, not necessarily menu, oh, but it was a few about. a few episodes ago you were talking about and this was like really good yeah. in another framework for like even I guess what mama was trying to explain to me during that time, but about how like, you don't have to keep questioning yourself, especially since like you're walking with God. Oh yeah. Well, first off I want to say y'all see where we get the wisdom from. (laughs) That's where we're getting from. There's so many points I've made. Like when you were, before I get there, something I literally made a point about a menu before. And when you go to a restaurant and you're kind of overwhelmed by options, sometimes it's like, you don't know what to pick, but you know what you don't want. Mm -hmm. So you start with that. I'm staying away from that, but I still have all this like available to me. I got that point from you telling oh, me that. Okay. So That's y'all, hey, say, yeah, no, you got it to me. But um, <laughs> the point he was talking about is how <clears throat> I was mentioning in uh, Psalms thirty-seven four it says, "Delight yourself in the Lord, and He will give you the desires of your heart." So if you are, if you know you're delighting in the Lord, you're walking in His presence, you're walking in His Spirit. He's giving you the de- desires of your heart, so you don't always have to question everything. Because you know, if this is a desire I have, it's from God. Like if I, if that's all I fill myself with, that's all I can pour mm-hmm. out. So that's kind of like the same, same type of concept. Yeah. Like, was that what you were talking about? Yeah, you were kind of expounding on another episode, but that, yeah, no, I think I might have went lines. a different direction. But yeah. it's, it's it's surrounded of that verse, like yeah. the desires of your heart. The fact yeah. that if you are continuously staying in the secret place, connected to God, and are always God conscious, then you don't always have to be so mm-hmm. uncertain and yeah. anxious about. Oh my goodness! It's just the right decision. Right. 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 So like, that's good. Me going into going back to the first point I mentioned, going into college, knowing where I was at with God, I was in right standing, right with Him, mm-hmm. walking righteously, living holy, etc. Right. I could look at the choices in which I had and know, all right, which one is going to benefit me. You know what I mean? And yeah. where I was going, where I knew he was leading me and not have like all this anxiety about like, oh, snap, like what's the perfect like mm-hmm. fit of like this, you know, so divine That's you right. Know, That's mm-hmm. right. thing, right? That's right. Yeah. You just choose. Yeah. yeah. You make that choice. You walk in it. You know, he's with you. Yeah. But I think sometimes what we do is make a, we make a mistake. So let's use that scenario there. Yeah. That first semester, you take the hardest exam you've ever taken. Mm. And you say, see, this wasn't the Lord. Right? It's like anytime we hit an obstacle mm, right, right. or something yeah, a little difficult, we act like, God, see, I, it, God wasn't in it. it. He's yeah. not with me. Right. I shouldn't have picked this school. Right. Mm. No, you're still on the right path. That resistance there expands your capacity. Mm-hmm. So you st- you stick right there. That's that's where it expands in, in the pressure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
in no, the exactly. thicket. That's when that's when it evolves, and then mm. you you get to that point of no return where you're no longer a rookie. Yeah. Even with this podcast, mm. you all have stretched the limit yeah. of no return, right? Because you've pressed through the difficulties, you've kept you kept going, and you maintain consistency. Now you all are in another realm that your your mind will not go back to, right? Yeah. And you will not settle for, mm-hmm. right. which is great. But when y'all hit that first bump, man, maybe the podcast mm-hmm. wasn't it. Yeah. And we all do it. We be like, yeah. maybe it's one yeah. the Lord. Yeah. But you press some more, right? right. Oh, maybe oh, we we shouldn't have did this. Mm-hmm. And then you press a little bit. Like, you know what? No, this is it. Yeah, and press exactly. it. And now it's like you like, yeah, I'm not a rookie. This right. is right. this is what I know I can do. Right, mm-hmm. right. But like you said, I think that does play a big part into, of course, how people like even like perceive God and how they're walking out their relationship with them. Because to your point, in the very, in more so like charismatic spaces mm-hmm. within the church, that can definitely be a problem of like, oh, well, like God said, or like, you know, like in like, that can really mess people up. Because like you said, it there can people. be, and people's just, how they're seeing things. Because if there's like a mistake that's made or like a stumbling block, then you're just like, oh, like, what's this God? Is this God? And you just right. like, again, the whole anxiety piece. And that's yeah. the whole point of like, there shouldn't be any like all this anxious like being anxious about like decisions and like what you got going on yeah oftentimes people lose all practicality it's like everything you know it's like the basic practical okay that's what i was saying yeah practicality that's what i was trying to get at it's like people lose that you know in in this in this journey of quote-unquote being spiritual and walking with god i mean god is still very practical yeah I, i don't care what anybody says he's still a very practical god we're the ones that have kind of misinterpreted, you know, what God is, who God is, how yeah. God operates. But God is a very practical God. He operates on principles, always has, always will. You can look throughout the Old Testament and the New Testaments, and God has consistent principles that he governs his own self by. Yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. and I actually just saw a video of somebody talking about that because he was talking about people coming to him saying that oh well, god told me that i'm gonna go i'm supposed to be in full-time ministry and they're like all right then what is like your personal finance like situation look like like yeah. what are you like how are you handling that absolutely and he's like all right like if you can't handle like your own like financial mm-hmm. like stability in your own life like how do you expect to handle like you know the capacity of like the house of the lord mm-hmm. you know and the fact, like, basically, like, God doesn't operate, like, out of order. Like, yeah. he yep. didn't tell you that. Yeah. <laughs> right. yeah. Essentially, like, and, like, we we mm. lose that, um, like you said, because it's all about, like, principles, kingdom mm-hmm. keys, mm-hmm. and laws. Because yes. sometimes we can just think that it's going to come out of, like, like just air of, like, all right, well, like, you know, this is the destination I want. But, all right, like, how are you practically going to get there? Practically Do you need education? Like, yeah. all of this stuff. And be in position. Yeah. Being yeah. in position um, to be there and timing as well if he told you something potentially are you willing to do those things to line up to mm-hmm. his principles mm-hmm. so let's just say you you feel like you hear hey you're gonna be in full-time ministry and then you practically look at your life and you like man i'm i'm barely making it now i'm right. jacked up mm-hmm. okay so then how do i take that word and get in position to make sure i can to, to do that yeah. opposed yeah. to be the pie in the sky like so I think we we obviously have a part to play yeah. that I think is also yeah. missed too in terms of like God's will for our life and the purpose that we have and so sometimes we'll know the direction we're supposed to go into and then like when it doesn't happen again like we're just blaming God when like alright we weren't the ones that were in position to handle the capacity of like 
what was coming, what was next, yeah. having to the character, accountability, whatever in place to make it happen. So Yeah, recognizing that was a Yeah, I feel like recognizing that piece about the fact that like you play a part in this walk with God was like really a game changer for me. Mm-hmm. Even looking at Genesis and why he created man, like he created man to manage what you know the earth like mm-hmm. that, that's why i created man so once i realized that i was like dang like it's my job to manage what's been given to me yeah. and once you realize you play a part it's like you're so much more intentional and, and even in a way practical about things so i think that's a major key for sure mm-hmm. yeah 100 percent. do you have any questions that you wanted to ask mom and daddy while they're here in front of the lights <laughs> <laughs> man did y'all always want three kids or did y'all want more <laughs> That's a random question, but I just thought about it literally in the in the middle of our conversation. Well, no, no, that's a good question. Uh, for me, I've, I always said I wanted five, but I feel like I have that. Okay. What? Why you got that <laughs> face? I know. What? 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 Check, make sure that camera. We, we end up getting three. What is that? <laughs> five. I f- to my point. <laughs> See, to my point, I feel like we have five. Because we have Adrian. Oh, well, okay. Yeah, I see what you're saying. Okay. Well, that's, but, yeah, we have, a, about, we have yeah. Adrian, so that's four. And then we did have another child. Unfortunately, just didn't make it. Yeah. So that's okay. five. Well, I didn't, okay. I didn't understand, you know, how you yeah calculating your math and stuff. <laughs> what about you? How many kids did you want? Well, I, I, I didn't have any specific number. Oh, okay. Just... I didn't know how this marriage thing was going to work out. <laughs> Oh man! I mean, I knew kids came. What's the so what? So what? What's the what's the secret sauce? And I I feel like I asked y'all this in y'all's anniversary, and on a multiple occasions. In terms of what are your thoughts on, let's just talk like love, right? Because I remember I asked you all one time, and this is me young being in the clouds, and again not understanding even the practicality Mm -hmm. of relationships as well. And just simple acts and just like uh, terms of like compatibility with like other people, right? Because I Mm -hmm. asked y'all like, do you believe in soulmates? And y'all like, no. Very quickly too. (laughs) And I was like, oh, okay. Because I was like, I guess I'm a little romantic. You expecting something? No, well, I mean like, like, (laughs) I wanted like this grand love story. I'm like, sweat me off my feet. Yeah. (laughs) And so that was the first time I had like even, and I'm understanding it now more than ever, but even in that moment, you know, the practicality of that. So like thoughts on that, just like relationships, how people view that, even how that can even get sometimes out of bounds with like what actually is when people are thinking about it in a charismatic sense, you know, like, like God told me you're my wife or stuff like that. Like, well, that's what yeah. daddy said. Is that? That's what she yeah. Said? He came I to mean, me talking about God said <laughs> that you my wife. And in my mind, I was thinking, he didn't tell me. <laughs> What's your last name? <laughs> oh my God. What's your last name? I can't hear you. Answer the question. Answer the question. Answer the question. Yeah, that's man. what he said to me. So yeah. someone says that to you ladies. And then you end up with their last name. (laughs) Then. If someone says that, you still pray and you get your word. Don't take it off someone else's word. Yeah, that's true. (laughs) So in my perspective, even with marriage and choosing a mate is biblical, that whoso findeth a wife findeth a good thing and obtaineth the favor of the Lord. I believe that God gives man the responsibility to find someone that is compatible 
for him. Um, I don't believe in soulmates, and this is the reason that I don't. I believe that Adam and Eve were soulmates, and once they messed that up, and Adam blamed God and said, after she gave him the fruit and he didn't want to own up, he said, that woman that you gave him, God said, okay, going forward, I'm not going to be the one to choose. You're not going to blame it on me. So he put the responsibility on man. You go find you a wife. Yeah. You go find it. That way it's on you. Right. If it doesn't work, you ain't going to put it on me and pray and ask me. And, and then when it doesn't fail, you can be like, well, God, you told me, nope. Mm-hmm. That's, That's on right. you. That's and right. the word is very, very practical again practical. about that. You find someone that is compatible with you and that you can do life together with. Right. And you don't always, you're not always going to know that initially up front. Mm-hmm. There should be enough indicators that, okay, this is somebody that I can walk with, have a relationship with, uh, be a best friend with, uh, you know, in life, et cetera. That's right. Um, you, you initially have some of those indicators up front, but then after the, I do, you have to work at it. Yeah. That's work. Yeah, I mean, mar- marriage is work, and I, I think it's that perception sometimes, the pie in the sky, the big wedding, you know, um, all of the you know bridesmaids and the parties and the honeymoon and everything like that. It's like after that is over, people plan so much for that actual wedding event mm-hmm. that they don't put enough work into the actual marriage itself mm-hmm. to make it last because it is work. Every day with marriage, and it's like I look at look at it, even in my walk with God, I look at my marriage the same way. Every day I wake up and I make a decision whether or not I'm going to commit. I do that in my walk with God. I do that in my relationship with my parents. I do that in my relationship with you all. Mm-hmm. I make a decision to parent. I make a decision to be a mentor. Mm-hmm. I mean, people are walking away all the time. Mm-hmm. So I make a decision every single day and sometimes several times a day. <laughs> Depending upon what's going on and what comes up. Right, yeah. I'm making constant ongoing decisions to commit to whatever it is this process is. Yeah. That was really good, honey. Yeah, I concur. Oh, it takes work. That Adam um, piece. Yeah, that was the that was good right there. I never there. looked at it like that. Yeah, yeah. But I think it it's it's true because I think if, if someone sits around and they're like, once again, that's why we gotta get back to practicality because there are people sitting around right now that are single and they're in their 30s and 40s and feel like, man, I'm never going to get married mm-hmm. because I'm waiting for a soulmate. No. <laughs> Go on a date. <laughs> right. Go right, on yeah. a date. Meet some people. Mm-hmm. See who you potentially are compatible mm-hmm. with that you all can work this thing together in life. You got to walk it out. Right. But we, we put that, I'm going to pray for God to send me somebody. Why well, are you out and about? Like you said, are you dating? Are mm-hmm. you trying to see right. potentially who this person is? Or are you just going to sit there? And we're not saying that people have testimonies. Well, it just came. But right. Hmm, if it, everybody does that. It, is that the norm? <laughs> yes. Right, right. I mean, th- those are the exceptions, <laughs> but that is not everybody's story. Yeah. Yeah. No, exactly. That yeah. makes sense. Yeah. So the secret is everyday commitment. So mm-hmm. what I'm hearing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's what you would say, mama. Yeah, I would say that as well. Everyday commitment, making a, a choice to love the person you're in, in you're with, mm-hmm. and recognizing that we've been get, went together twenty five years. Who I am now, right? 
I'm not that same person I was 25 mm-hmm. years ago. Exactly. And yeah. he's not either. So if you're talking about a relationship, you got to grow with that person. Mm-hmm. And you got to be willing to shift with their adjustments in life and mm-hmm. their changes. That's when you're trying to be in longevity. But people, when people start changing, they're just like, oh, my God, this one, like the one. Gro- Back we're again. Apart. Yeah, we're going apart. We're going out that of one, love. the one. Um, you all are not 20 anymore. You're 40. Right. Yeah. So no, I actually just saw something about that. <clears throat> it was this guy. He was explaining um, basically just understanding like the value that you add to different relationships and that being clear. And he was using this analogy and he's basically saying that, you know, him and let's say just like him and a friend that he had, like used to like go to like the club together. Right. So the value they added to each other is the fact that like he could get his friend into the club and his friend would help him like pick up girls while he was in the club. Right. And he's (laughs) crazy example. I know, but it was really powerful. Then he basically talking about how, okay, he transitions into like another season of life and he has a girlfriend. Right. And so he's not going out anymore. So now the the value exchange is different. Right. Like this friend doesn't no no longer like adds value to like his life because he doesn't need him to like go Mm -hmm. girls up anymore. So his friend or sometimes in relationships, sometimes when that happens, like the other person can get like frustrated. Like you said, or like we're growing apart. But all that person doesn't know. They don't know how to communicate the fact that they don't know how do I add value to your life anymore. Yes. And I was like, wow, I never thought of it yeah. like that. But mm-hmm. to your point, in terms of evolving in relationships, sometimes the value or at least like what someone needs in different seasons is going to be different. It's going to be different. So like sometimes you can think, oh, like we're growing apart or I don't have a role anymore. But you just don't know how to communicate the fact of like, all right, your season has changed in life and I need to know what value I need to add for you like right now. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. I so, think that's good. Yeah. yeah. I think that's good because that – one question that I have kind of coined probably for the last five years is how can I support you in this season? Mm-hmm. And I think that's, that is provoking hopefully and challenging mm-hmm. someone in relationship with you to communicate right? because we're not the same people. Right. And mm-hmm. so if you don't tell me anything, it will appear mm-hmm. or seem as if we're, we're coming up, we're falling apart, right. but we're really not. You're just not communicating what this new looks like for you mm-hmm. because you're not who you were five, 10 years ago. So you got to constantly ask that question in relationships, especially in my, and we ask that, how can I support you in the season? What's mm-hmm. different? And we try to keep that um, open dialogue so that we yeah. are like adjusting. Yeah. So. She, she does ask me that a lot. Yeah. I never ask her. <laughs> <laughs> That's crazy. Well, at least he's honest. Right. I, I know. Oh, my goodness. Try to oh, start the goodness. dialogue. Check that camera real quick. try best (laughs) after these amount of you know years i that's another thing after so many years together you just start accepting what that other person's strength is Mm -hmm. right and you don't get irritated anymore right it's like why that's just what they're strong at and this is what you're strong at so when we went to vegas we were laughing because we said that we're basically P&P. Yeah, I'm listening. We basically said we're P&P. And I was like, huh? What does that mean, yeah. honey? He's, I'm the planner. He's the payer. Yeah. And we're and fine. And we're we, fine with and that. And we get to take good trips. And she plans, I trip. pay for it. <laughs> <laughs> and there's no reason for me as a wife, and I know some women probably struggle with this, or even in relationships. He never plans nothing. Yeah. Well, if that's not his strength, yeah. 
And we've yeah. communicated that. Mm-hmm. I mean, we've been together long enough now to be like, I'm not wasting my energy on being upset because he didn't plan a trip. Probably never going to plan a trip. Right. Mm-hmm. If we're going somewhere, I'm planning it, and he's agreed to pay. And that works for us. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we got to find out what works for us, too, when you talk about practicality in relationships, because we're always looking at other people's relationships. Right. And we want to see that. Right. So I had um, an employee ask me uh, on Monday. She was like, hmm, I never see you and your husband, like, kissing in public. I said, you're probably never going to see us, like, mm-hmm. kissing in public. That's just not what we do. And I told her, I said, if you're looking for the facade of what relationships look right. back look like, get you somebody that's solid. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Get somebody that's solid that you, I told her, I said, you know why I don't necessarily, um, I'm not too much into that. It's because I've seen too many relationships where they're the lovey dovey, always hugging on each other in public, mm-hmm. let everybody think they all happy. And they the ones in the divor- divorce court. Right. Yeah. So that doesn't move me. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's cute and all. Okay. But that doesn't move me. Who's solid. Like we're going to be in it mm-hmm. to win it to the end. So y'all can go showing off to people all day long. Yeah. But behind the scenes, y'all rock solid. Like daddy said, we've had five and I would say less than five arguments yeah. in 25 years. And you have the people who are probably flossing for everybody to put up this outward appearance and they fight literally every night. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'd rather have, I'd rather have the latter. Yeah. I, I got solid. That's yeah. not me. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Solid. No, nah, that's that's big. Well, I mean, I don't think as a rock. Hey, I don't. That I was before my time. I don't know that one. I don't know. Ashford and Simpson, Ash, man. Ashford and Simpson. You don't know nothing about that. Ashford and Simpson. No, I think that's good. I don't think people always realize, like, obviously, the commitment and covenant of just like marriage. Um, because I was just thinking about that the other day, like. Just the idea that, like, you're going to be, I mean, you're going to be spending the rest of your life with, because we don't even have a framework for what that even looks like. So it's always so baffling to me that people Mm -hmm. don't even put as intentional effort into, obviously, the due diligence of, all right, understanding what this relationship is going to be, going through, having the hard conversations, whatever that looks like, even beforehand, because there's no framework in your life that you've ever been that intimate with someone yeah, to the capacity of like you literally not just seeing them 24 seven. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like that's crazy, man. You've never done that ever. Mm-hmm. Like being that close and like having yeah. to communicate and whatnot. So no, I think that all makes sense to me. That's really good. That's a fact. Yeah. yeah. Anything else? I, you know what, when it comes to marriage and mm. I, I mean, I, I think about stuff like this, I think that it is more, of a challenge to be in a marriage than it is your relationship with God. And I say that because with God, you can mess up and he's going to forgive you and you're not going to feel that immediate reaction, that right. immediate pain. You mess up with your spouse in some capacity, you know, you know, we got those bigger sins, right? Yeah. You mess up with your spouse in some capacity you're going to feel that thing. Yeah. You know, and there might even be ripples too. Right. Yeah. You're going to feel right. you're going to feel that and then that gives, you know, one party the option to check out. Um with God, God is always going to be there. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. that's just kind of uh, when I think about marriage sometimes I I think about 
how there's just more mercy with God <laughs> yeah. than it is with your spouse. I'm just, I'm just saying. And people don't, yeah. all, and, that, and that's a part of my thinking when I was thinking about it. It's like at the the altar and whatnot. Like that's mm-hmm. a commitment. People, you're not yeah. just making it to that person. Like you're making it to God. Yeah. Yeah. You know, so like you said, even like the parallel of like you seeing it that way. I mean, it because it is. Yeah, <laughs> like it's, it it's is that yeah. it's that significant. Yeah, right. outside of like your relationship with God, I mean, that's the most important decision you'll make. Mm-hmm. Facts. So, um, well, that's why he even modeled like marriage mm-hmm. with the relationship with the church, yep. God's relationship with the church. So it's significant, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, no, Major. that makes a lot of sense. So yeah, nice little love story. <laughs> <laughs> All the hope was romantic to him. <laughs> no, y'all said a lot of good stuff. Yeah, every, people needed to hear that. No, yeah. yeah. So, there, is there anything else y'all want to leave the, uh, the the people with? You know what I mean? Y'all's first appearance, hundredth episode. Any words? Any other words of knowledge? Any nuggets? Any gems? What's in your mind? Well, first of all, I want to say we're proud of you all. Yes. Thank you, mom. Very, yeah. very proud of you all um, for allowing yourself to be vulnerable. It's not easy to kind of be out in the public eye and to to lead because you right. just open yourself up to everybody's criticism. Mm-hmm. Um, but you all have first and foremost submitted yourselves to God. I don't. I think you all shared this on an episode um, that I've seen. But just the meaning of your names were strategic. Yeah. Um, True. And you know God's purpose for you all's life will definitely manifest more and more. And um, I think what you all share is definitely good for the people who are listening to kind of just activate that for themselves personally. And I love how you all always divert people away. Like, don't look to us as that thing for you, like not creating like basically idols, Mm -hmm. but like look to God. Like you're always pointing people to God. And that's important. Um, So I appreciate that about about you all. And what you all provide. Yeah. Thank you. You touch my generation as well. I listen to you all and I gain nuggets. So for people to not even have like a pride level, like, oh, they're young. They mm-hmm. can't tell me nothing. No, you all like let God use you all as conduits and vessels. Mm-hmm. And when you speak, if it's truth, those who are listening will know spirit. Right. Because the spirit speaks truth. Yeah. And it'll connect. And it's beyond age. It, that. True. It's beyond age. It's, it's when the spirit is speaking through you, you can receive it. Yeah. Um, so thank you for what you all are doing. It blesses me as a mom. I don't take it as if like my sons don't have nothing to say. Like I take it like, wow, that was good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I need to implement that. So keep doing what you're doing. Allow God to use you. Um, and I'm just excited for whatever's next for you all. And happy 100th episode yeah thank you thank yeah you, thank you yeah I'm, I'm proud of you all because you all are going to carry the stark's name on and i think that you are doing uh an excellent job and i do tune in to you all's podcast periodically and um sometimes i listen i'm like man they they kind of bold i'm not good at confessions i'm just like <laughs> i'm just not, not i'm not i'm not good sometimes i'll be like he will go to his grave i'll be, I'll be like Man, they they better than me. <laughs> I'm like, boy, they some good ones. <laughs> y'all ain't get that part from me. <laughs> they probably got that more from me. Look, they ain't, look, y'all ain't get that from me. No, that's a good one. That's a good one. Look, I'm still working on that one. <laughs> 
but that's, <laughs> but we talk about that sometimes like what traits they get from me yeah. that they yeah. see a little bit and what you know that oh, part right there of like being vulnerable yeah. to yeah. share it's her. not him it ain't me <laughs> 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 That's hilarious. <laughs> oh. oh man. Daddy gonna hold it. Like, Daddy, you wanna go talk about it? Nope. <laughs> That's what he said. Nope. Daddy, you wanna like share it so I can get off your chair? Nope. Look, y'all different than me. I have never felt good after confession. <laughs> I've never felt free. Oh, I don't know why the word says it. I ain't never felt free. <laughs> <laughs> never, nuts, you never man. felt free? I ain't never felt free. Oh, God. <laughs> what you be feeling? Condemnation. Oh, come on, man. That's crazy. Oh, well, he's man. speaking true. That's crazy. <laughs> he's speaking true. Oh, and get him to tell boy. nothing. Oh, man. Oh, oh man. Oh, man. <laughs> yeah, what were you saying? What did you guys to say? That was, I'm proud of y'all. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, y'all examples to me in different capacities. I'm like, hey, that Lord's still working on me uh, huh? in my 50s. Oh man. oh man but no yeah so thank y'all for coming on yeah thank you joining us today like i said highly anticipated everybody was waiting for it to happen yeah. and so i think you know a lot of people would take a lot away from it so i appreciate y'all yeah. like i said like i really aspire to like raise my kids the way that you all raised us yeah like jordan said in hindsight i mean i wouldn't have done it i am like very fortunate and I can confidently say that I never, I've never had to heal from like my childhood, mm. right? And I think that you know, not that I'm not going to say advantage, but you know, I feel like that's the way it should be for everyone. Yeah, that there Absolutely. shouldn't have to be trauma you're working through in your 20s to try and just get some right. breakthrough to even live life for like mm. your 30s and the rest Absolutely. of your life. And mm. that, and that goes, um, to mm. the way that you all parented us um and not even in a sheltering way of like trying to like you know keep you know what i mean like keep us in a box or just like in a bubble um but just teaching us um the right way so i, I appreciate you all for that that's something i think about a lot and i'm very appreciative so i love y'all we're here today yeah. love you too man yeah thank you for that can think i speak on that real quick yeah, yeah. Go ahead, go ahead. just the consciousness to make sure that you're breaking generational patterns mm -hmm. i think people need to be aware of that um, there were certain things you were too young to know, maybe even if some of my errors. So with you being the firstborn, right. it's always hard for the True. firstborn because parents don't know what they're doing. And I found myself doing little things like yelling. See, y'all don't know that. Cause once y'all got start growing up, yeah. you didn't hear like we don't we don't yell at each other in our house. Like yeah, we, our volume is level two all the time. Right. Y'all never, never. never seen y'all fight, y'all never you've never Yelled at us. I remember. Yeah. I remember Outside the, the time I took the car. I remember the one time. <laughs> I remember the one time you raised your voice at me. That's how little it happened. I remember the one time it happened. I was I was uh, stealing chocolates from the um, from. <laughs> you know the fundraisers. You know how we had the fundraiser chocolates in elementary. I was eating them and not putting no money bro. in them. I don't remember. <laughs> that was crazy. You were eating old supplies, bro. I remember you found out. He said, "Jay, come here." <laughs> 
like, I was like, no, no, no. <laughs> that was the only time I see every other. Yeah. No, it was, it was it the only happens. two times when I took the car and whenever, I, you remember when I put that dent in the old Mercedes? Mm-hmm. But you didn't even yell at me, so only once. But yeah, it to your only, point, yeah, yeah, yeah. Days, but. yeah. But I had to learn that though, like early, like probably even before you like turn one. Like Jay was like newborn, you was probably about one, yeah. And I was like, no, that's what I saw growing up. That's what I heard. Like, not nec- not necessarily from my mom so much, but like our family. Like when we got together, like people mm-hmm. yelling and everybody getting mad, and I knew that was in me. And I was like, I'm not doing that with my children. It's not gonna happen. Right. So I had to like preferably make some adjustments to yeah. humble myself and like recognize that that was a flaw that I didn't want to carry with me, and so I was very intentional with not create continuing patterns. Right. Um. So I think that's important to note too that sometimes people have to stop and pause and say, "What do I not want to carry?" Yeah. Into raising my family that I so I, mm. so you all yeah. don't have to. If I didn't take that moment to pause and just really let God deal with me, I give Him praise and glory for that. Then y'all wouldn't. You wouldn't like my mom yelled all the time. Mm-hmm. She's always like fussing at me and right. calling me names and da da da. If I would have let that perpetuate, but I was like, nah, the buck stop here. We're not doing that. Mm-hmm. That's huge. Jeff, were you gonna say something? No, not necessarily. Just thank y'all for coming on. Think about having y'all back Appreciate on for the 101st episode if y'all no, <laughs> we're gonna have y'all on again at some point though. Daddy about to start a podcast, y'all. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's gonna it's gonna boost my stock right now. <laughs> Spark some interest. Man. Now I had a fun time doing this. We gotta have y'all have y'all on again. Appreciate you all. Yeah, yeah. no, yeah. So thank you, thank you all. Thank y'all for two years of crazy support yeah worldwide internationally like i said like it's it's only up from here yeah 100 more so i'm super excited next season new chapters um so yeah in june 7th 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 yeah, yeah. so we'll see y'all then so stay you stay real and stay humble I'll catch y'all in two weeks <laughs> much love <laughs>